0: And welcome to the A Thousand Lives Broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China Team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to VisionforChina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N A.org. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends. as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, last week's episode was all about Griffith John, a past missionary to China who was so good at Chinese and so good at preaching that he came to be known as the Spurgeon of China. If you haven't already, go ahead and download last week's episode, Chinese Haddon Spurgeon, to hear how the Lord used this Welsh preacher to conquer the Colossus of Chinese and boldly preach China day in and day out for decades in what today is actually known as Wuhan, China. That's right. Griffith John lived and preached about 150 years ago in Wuhan, now infamous for the coronavirus. Well, as always, never miss an episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast by going ahead and subscribing on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on Apple, Google, Edify, CastBox, and so much more. In fact, just over the last week, we have made our way onto a new platform called Syncify, which is a social network for podcasting. Head on over to visionforchina.org podcast for a link to where to find us on Syncify, as well as a complete directory of where you can listen in to us online. Subscribing will set you up to get a notification each Monday morning as new episodes are published. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a review or comment as well. The more interaction the podcast gets on these channels, the more likely the apps are to recommend it to others. Help us get the word out that Jesus needs to be exalted in China. He is worthy. And also, if you're an overachiever and want to go the extra mile, go right ahead and share the broadcast on social media, or maybe send a personal email to that person you know who is teaching English in China currently or that friend considering getting involved in missions. We with Vision for China are asking the Lord to raise up more preachers to go to China with the gospel, and we want to get the word out that there are opportunities to serve the Lord and preach Jesus in this awesome country. Sending someone a quick link to this podcast or maybe sharing with them a on social media might just be the first time they've heard that there is actually a way to preach full-time in China. They may never have heard of all the opportunities to make Jesus known through preaching and serving Him there in the Middle Kingdom. So go ahead and share with them. They'll probably thank you for it. For this episode, we're going to jump back to a story recorded from the life and ministry of Jonathan Goforth. Though, Goforth actually takes a back seat in this story to the main character, a Chinese man who came to be called Nathaniel. Before he was ever known as Nathaniel, he was a member of a religious sect or a religious group there in China called Shengdao, or Holy Road. People like him at that time in China were called Xingshandi, or Merit Seekers, because they would go to great lengths to earn merit and favor for the next life. So what would a Chinese 150 years ago do to earn their salvation? What lengths would they go to to walk this so-called holy road? And how did this man encounter the gospel of Christ? And of course, what was his response? Well, we'll jump right into his story right after the Chinese region of the week. Our region for this week is the province of Jiangsu. Jiangsu is located along China's east coast just north of the city of Shanghai and is home to around 80 million people. This massive province has about the same number of people as all the country of Turkey and is in great need of men surrendered to taking the gospel to them. Jiangsu is the most densely populated province in all of China with a staggering 14 cities of at least a million people each. Its small in land area but it's home to a vast multitude of people. Its economy is one of the most prosperous in China, and it has the highest GDP per capita of all Chinese provinces. The people in Jiangsu province need Jesus. The main religions in this province are Chinese folk religions, Taoist traditions, and Chinese Buddhism. Would you pray for laborers to be raised up to reach these people with the gospel? People in Jiangsu need to hear the message of the cross. Please pray for people in Jiangsu to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Would you pray that God would raise up more laborers to preach the gospel in Jiangsu province? Jiangsu is another great place in China with many, many opportunities to serve the Lord and preach the gospel. Think on it. 14 cities with at least a million people each. Wouldn't it be great to go to one of these cities? and give your life to telling the people there about Jesus. Friends, I'll never get tired of saying it. There are countless opportunities to come to China and preach Christ. There are so many in China who haven't even heard the name Jesus, much less anything else about Him. Brother, are you praying about serving Christ overseas? Are you considering what he'd have you do with your life? Why not consider giving your life to preaching Jesus in China? Why not devote your life to magnifying him among the people of this great nation? There are millions upon millions of people all throughout the various provinces and other regions of China that have yet to hear the gospel. You could be the one to tell them. You could be the one to bring the glad tidings. Would you pray for the people of Jiangsu? Would you pray for them to hear the gospel before it's too late? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them more laborers who will give their lives to give them the gospel? And brother, why not surrender your life to being that preacher and boldly preaching the gospel among them? How, after all, are they going to hear without someone going? "'Do you mean to say that all my years of merit-making go for nothing?' asked Wang Mei angrily. He was fuming. He could not believe his ears. Who, after all, was this foreign devil to dare to imply that all his years of striving were for nothing? "'Absolutely nothing,' replied missionary MacGillivray, rather matter-of-factly. The Reverend McGillivry had been preaching for a good half hour now from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. By grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It was plain to McGillivry that he had hit a nerve with this first-time chapel attendee, and he paused a moment to see what this man would do before continuing to preach his message. Scoffing rather loudly and causing a small scene, the man, Wang Mei, stormed out of the chapel, and in the words of Jonathan Goforth, who was actually present that evening, this man was in hot indignation. Wang Mei was furious indeed. You see, he had spent much of his life a few years previous as a part of the sect of the Holy Road. He had traveled hundreds of miles to the north of his house, taking these Holy pilgrimages, as they were called, to visit temples and other holy sites. He also traveled hundreds of miles to the south of his home and hundreds of miles west, all in an effort to find favor in the afterlife. Due to the great suffering that he subjugated himself to, he had established a reputation as a holy man among those in his region of China. He would not only make these frequent pilgrimages on foot, but would often take them while wearing heavy wadded garments while in the hot months of the year, or sheer thin garments in the cold months of the year, as he thought that this would add to his piety. After much time spent seeking righteousness by these means, he forsook his wife and children for a season and led the life of a lonely hermit for a considerable length of time until one day, finally, in February 1894, he finally emerged to attend this festival that was being held at the shrine of a pagan goddess near his home. Leaving this festival even more empty than he felt before taking up that hermit life, he returned home to find that his old friend, Hoi, had taken up the habit of attending these strange so-called chapel meetings which often had foreigners speaking about some holy book and the afterlife. Wang Mei was a bit interested after hearing his friend Ho Yi tell him a bit about these chapel meetings, and so he saw them as a last-ditch effort to seek out the truth, and he agreed to go with his friend Ho Yi. The problem was, when he arrived, the message brought by these foreign devils was absolutely repulsive to his ears. Grace? Not of works? Terms like this were utterly repulsive to him. He couldn't stand it. After a brief time suffering through such awful thoughts, Wang Mei could take it no more and blurted out his question. How, after all, could it be that all of his efforts, all of his earning merit, all of the favor he was trying to achieve, all of these efforts were in vain? How could it be that they were all for nothing? When the missionary clarified that that is, in fact, exactly what he was meaning to say, that that is, in fact, exactly what the word of his God says, Wang Mei could stand it no longer. He stormed out of the chapel and down the street, not really knowing where he was headed, when his friend Hoi rushed up behind him and asked him to follow him to his home. Wang Mei, a bit reluctantly, agreed to go to Hoi's home. But when he arrived at his friend's house, he was shocked at what he found. You see, Hoi, his old friend, was always known throughout town as a maker of idols. But apparently, during Wang Mei's time leading the hermit life, Hoi had forsaken idol-making. Hoi informed Wang Mei that... He now believes the glad tidings brought by the missionaries of the salvation that is only found in the grace of Jesus Christ. Taken aback, Wang Mei suddenly became both angry and speechless, not knowing how his friend could accept something like grace as a way of salvation. But Ho Yi sensed Wang Mei's unease and shared the gospel with him and left him with Christian books to read that would further explain salvation by grace. The Lord used those books and further conversations with Ho Yi in Wang Mei's heart, softening it to the truth of God's Word. Finally, after hearing the gospel many more times from his friend Hoi, Wang Mei trusted in Jesus Christ and His grace alone for salvation. Upon believing, Wang Mei found great joy and peace. He no longer had to strive for merit. He no longer was burdened to earn his salvation. It had been purchased. It had been given. Praise the Lord. Within a matter of days, Wang Mei penned a letter to a friend living some distance to the west of his home and told him of this grace and how all other teachings or sects of religion, or as they say in Chinese, 10,000 religions, all must bow down to the grace of Jesus Christ. Within a few years, Wang Mei had led many of his family to Christ and soon began to travel with McGillivray and Jonathan Goforth along with other missionaries on evangelistic tours preaching the gospel. He became a preacher. He came to be known as Nathaniel among his missionary friends because Wang Mei had a testimony of gentleness and sincerity that was willing to go to great lengths to get the gospel message to others. And so, this Chinese Nathaniel lived out the rest of his days traveling far and wide throughout his region of China preaching the gospel of the grace of Jesus Christ. This is the life of a man who for so long had traveled great lengths seeking the truth, now traveling greater lengths to share the truth. A man who once traveled far and wide to accumulate merit for salvation could now, after encountering the grace of God, traveled far and wide to announce that the death of Christ is sufficient to cover sin. Well, friends, here we have yet another story of the Lord transforming the life of a man in China. Here we have another testimony of the grace of God in a Chinese man's life. This Chinese Nathaniel was saved. His life transformed, all because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation isn't God great isn't he mighty to save isn't he so good to transform a heart and make it new And once again, the story of Chinese Nathaniel highlights how the Lord has used missionaries like McGillivray and Goforth to sound forth the gospel message in China. The Lord used their preaching to win Ho Yi to the Lord, who in turn won Wang Mei to the Lord. McGillivray and Goforth made the decision early in their lives to give up their futures in Canada and America for the sake of bringing the message of salvation to China. Brother, if you've listened to this broadcast for any length of time, you know where I'm going with this. How would Wang Mei hear without Hoi, and how would Hoi hear without McGillivray and Goforth? Oh, that China would have a thousand more McGillivray's and Goforth's who would surrender their lives to bring the message of the grace of Jesus Christ to China. Let me assure you, brother, that there are so many men and women just like Wang Mei in China right now who are trusting in their own righteousness and merit-seeking for salvation. Just think on the region that we're highlighting in our episode today, the province of Jiangsu, a province with some 80 million people. 14 cities of at least a million people each. Think of how many people in these cities are living in darkness with no knowledge of Jesus Christ, with no knowledge of His saving grace. You see, they think that they must do more works, must burn more incense, must worship Buddha more often if they are to have any hope of being good enough to have a good afterlife. Unfortunately, they don't have a preacher in their life who will speak the truth of Jesus' saving grace to them. But that could be you. You could come to China. You could preach. You could bring the message of salvation by grace alone to them. Why don't you? Why not commit your life to making the grace of Christ known in China? Again, brothers, opportunities abound to preach Jesus and serve Him in China. I beg you to consider China. I plead with you to pray and ask the Lord what He would have you do for Him in China. If you want to take that next step toward China and learn how to continue on a path toward full-time ministry there, reach out to us here at Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. You can email us. Please send us an email at info@visionmissions.com. I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S vision dot C-O-M, or email me personally please do at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We would love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China, whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training. We'd love to guide you and help you along on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, It was the message of grace that at first repulsed, but eventually so captivated this Chinese Nathaniel. He was amazed at the Undian of Jesus Christ. Undian. Undian is the Chinese way to say grace. Brother, China is filled with people just like Wang Mei, just like this Chinese Nathaniel who desperately need to hear that their own righteousness isn't enough and that their only hope is the undian of Jesus Christ. Would you come and preach his undian to them? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode for, Lord willing, another missionary interview. I'm working to line up an interview with another member of our Vision for China team that you won't want to miss. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories and interviews all centered on preaching Christ in China. Please remember to pray for the province of Jiangsu this week. The people there need preachers who will come and preach the undying of Jesus Christ. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China head on over to visionforchina.org. Again, that's v-i-s-i-o-n-f-o-r-c-h-i-n-a.org. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见!